0: Welcome to the Stiano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Stiano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specialising in breast and body contouring. Hi, uh... Uh, spo, spo pals, <laughs> spo pals. Nice to see you tonight. Um, I um, had a couple on the sticker, which is nice. One from last week, which I think I, I was going to say I missed. I don't think I did miss it. I think it came after the Q and pr- I hope it did anyway. So it was. Um, I've had one breast lift and reduction. Could I have another, as I'd like them a tad smaller and a tad higher? Um, so in our, uh, hi, Sharon, um, in answer to your, that question, the, yes, you can have another breast reduction, but there's a couple of things that I am drawn to in this question. The first is the fact that they um, you're asking them for, for them higher. And I do often see patients who have had a breast lift or a breast reduction who then Uh, would like a revision because they want to have them higher. And often, not always, but often I'll see them and I'll think, no, you can't have them any higher. That's as high as it goes. And that is because the sort of shape that they have in their mind is the sort of shape you can only get with implants in terms of fullness above the nipple. If you kind of want a bump above the nipple um or even just a, f- a flat line above the nipple in terms of a slope the slope of your breast that going from your chest wall to your nipple if you want that to be like that then that can only be done with implants a natural breast has a dip has a concavity it, it's it's a, it's a slope like that that goes to the nipple it's not full in the upper part of the breast. And sometimes I think people are having a breast lift and they think they're gonna get that sort of shape and they don't, and then they're disappointed and say, look, I would like another breast lift because I like them a bit higher. And um, when we're looking at someone, when we're assessing them to see whether they're a candidate for a breast lift, we're we're basing it on the position of the nipple. Now, admittedly, sometimes the nipple can be out of position on a breast, um, but assuming the nipple's kind of in the center of the breast, we're looking for the nipple to be um, pointing forward and and level with the inframammary fold, which is the fold where your brass sits. And often, it is fine. The nipple position is fine. And it's just the global shape of the breast that these people don't like. And that is not another breast lift that you need if you want to have fullness. If you want to have a different shape, then it's the implants that you need. So that's one kind of, um, I guess, alarm bell if someone's asking for a uh, to have them a tad higher. That makes me think, hmm. Maybe it's the shape that you didn't, you know, you might have been happy when they first did it, but then they settle and you're not so happy with the shape. So I try and counsel my patients about this, um, counsel, that is, not cancel. to try and avoid this kind of unhappiness post-operatively because I find it a lot easier to have these conversations pre-operatively so they can make a decision as to whether they want to have a lift or not. The other thing is you'd like them smaller. I always say to people, if you're having kind of revision surgery, it's always best to go with your original surgeon because your original surgeon knew what 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 they'd done and you knew, knew what's gone on. So that that uh, and often when we're doing this surgery, breast reduction, uh, you can sometimes see people who've had a breast reduction and you look at them and think, well, what? They've had a breast reduction. Those breasts are still quite big, and the fact of the matter is that they were really, really big before. So. When we do the surgery, we keep the nipple isolated on what's called a pedicle hijacky. um, And that's a stalk of tissue. And often when you do a breast reduction, all of the volume is the pedicle. And so it might be difficult to make them smaller again without compromising the blood supply and the nerve supply to the nipple. So that's why it's usually best to talk to your original surgeon if you're thinking of having another breast reduction, because the best person to do the second breast reduction is your original surgeon because they knew exactly what they did and they will have an idea of what might be possible and it's always a little bit difficult getting another surgeon, in it because you're i mean you you might be able to get hold of the op note so that 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 would definitely be helpful if you could get the, the hold of the op note but nevertheless it's always best to have the original surgeon because they know exactly what was done exactly what pedicle was used so they can use the same pedicle and exactly how much of that volume is actual pedicle or some of it is might be breast tissue that you, it might be possible to have another reduction so on paper it is possible to have another reduction if you've already had one um, but in practice best to see a surgeon and certainly the lift aspect of it in my experience often people asking for another lift have actually got a, 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 the sort of shape, a, a kind of normal shape that you can achieve with a breast lift, but just weren't expecting it. They were expecting it to stay to be higher than that, and you can't really get volume to stay up there um, without using implants in my hands. Um, so yeah, that's 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 where I am on that one. Uh, so you, yeah, you can have it. You can have it done. By all means, come and we'll wrap about it. But. Uh, Uh, There were those uh, disclaimers there. Uh, Also, I had another question on the sticker tonight, which I've just realized I didn't get there. Question from stories, not sticker, stories. I have stretch marks around my belly button from pregnancy. Can I get surgically removed? Yeah, I mean, stretch marks, goodness me. If I had a good way of treating stretch marks, I would be set for life you know, I would be, um, you know, it'll be great because stretch marks is a really difficult problem to fix. And if someone comes specifically for treatment of stretch marks, I um, would normally recommend non-surgical avenues. Uh, I uh, usually recommend Claire Oliver at Aesthetics, but uh, you know, non-surgical people do all sorts of things. I saw someone at a meeting, injecting carbon dioxide into them. They can do all sorts of topical things on them. Um, I'm not sure if any of them work and how well and how effective they are, but I don't think there is anything that's really established as being the gold standard effective treatment of stretch marks. Now, if there, if this patient's asking, can I get them surgically removed? Well, you can cut out any piece of skin. So certainly if there's a piece of skin with stretch marks on it, you can cut it out. And probably the most, um, Uh, aesthetically pleasing way to remove some skin around the belly button would be a tummy tuck so I mean I know nothing about you but you said you've got the stretch marks from pregnancy your your skin has obviously been stretched because you've got the stretch marks so it might be that you have some skin laxity and so if you're a candidate for a tummy tuck well that would involve taking the skin around your belly button it would be a bit careful because you you can't go that high above the belly button depends on how much laxity you've got as to how much skin above the belly button you can take but certainly skin kind of directly around the belly button and certainly below the belly button from the belly button down to your pelvic area that skin gets removed with a tummy tuck so that might be an option it's a little bit of an extreme way to treat stretch marks so it's kind of you'd have to have a uh, um, you'd have to want to have your abdominal contour improved um, really to make it a, to be a, a sort of kind of thing you wouldn't do it purely to remove stretch marks but uh, apart from that I haven't got anything good to remove stretch marks uh, around your belly button. I think the best thing would be a tummy tuck, but I think probably it would be the tummy tuck, which would be your first request. And then uh, a side effect of that would be to remove the stretch marks about the belly button. I wish I did. Thanks for the question on the sticker. Mucho appreciated, Um, Why? Next question, please. Why do we charge for a consultation when other clinics offer free of charge consultations? Cheeky. Cheeky. yeah, I, I have done free consultations in the past uh, and I did a blog post years ago about this why we charge for um, f- consultations and I'll be quite honest with you the reason we charge for consultations is to prevent people not turning up that that's the honest answer because I'm very happy to do free consultations on paper um, because we kind of make our money from doing the surgery you don't make um some doctors like well cardiologists dermatologists respiratory, all physicians basically they all make their money from consultations that's their main kind of source of income doctors who kind of don't do interventions don't do certainly don't do surgery so um surgeons often don't make their money from um, consultations and um, you know, if a, if a free consultation is going to go ahead and have surgery, it's cost-effective to offer free consultations because then um, you know the, the proportion will have surgery. The reason I uh, stop doing it is because patients uh, don't value the consultation and they don't come. Um, and also, you know, it is a we are med, you know medical professionals and uh, it is kind of normal in the professional services to to charge for consultations. It's just that I I am very familiar and I'm very aware that plastic surgeons often don't charge for consultations. So it does make it difficult when you're up against um, other kind of competitors and colleagues who aren't charging for consultations. It does make it difficult. I do say that I refund the consultation fee if we can't help you, when you're not suitable for surgery. So I, I don't really, as I say, I don't really try and uh, we don't make money from the consultation um we did dabble i don't think we ever did this we thought about doing a thing where you can refund the consultation fee if people have surgery but we don't do that um could that be seen as coercing people have surgery i don't know but anyway we don't do that um we just charge a kind of you know, it's just a normal um, interaction. There's a consultation fee. Uh, I did, um, we do call it our clinic passport rather than a consultation fee because it's more than a consultation fee because you can come back as often as you want to go over things. You can come back for a separate um, uh, problem at any time. And also you can refer a friend and we won't charge your friend a consultation fee. So there is a package associated with it. So it's not just like a uh, it's for it's not just for a one-off consultation. It is for as many consultations as, as you want. Kind of open access to the clinic, really. Where you have to book the appointment, but kind of open access to the clinic, and um, and we will refund it if we can't help you. But uh, but yeah, we do we do um, charge for consultations. Um, I would like a breast reduction, but I had a gastric bypass on fifteenth of May. And my BMI is around fifty. Okay, so two things here: recent bypass and BMI is high. So the recent bypass, and I guess they go together really, because the recent bypass is quite is quite recent. That may so um, you'd really want to be stable before having a uh, any kind of. Body contouring and breast reduction would kind of count as a body contouring procedure um, because part of a reduction is a lift, which tightens all the skin. If you lose a significant amount of weight post-optimally, then your breast will droop again and uh, potentially get smaller. So, you really need to have stabilized with your weight loss. Um, so, uh, you know, probably six to 12 months, you want to be waiting with a stable weight uh, before having surgery. And the second thing is your BMI is around 50. That's, hard. that's, that's too high for surgery, really. Um, none of the private hospitals will, um, will I, w- I wouldn't have thought, um, would, would take you on uh, with that BMI, not to mention the surgeons. I think the surgeons wouldn't take you on with a BMI 50 simply because your complications are, um, are higher. And you've got an increased risk of um, complications. So uh, a high BMI is associated with um, an increased risk of complications. And fifty is um, pretty much pretty pretty high, and uh, wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be advisable. I wouldn't advise you to have a uh, an operation like a breast reduction with a BMI of fifty. But good news is you recently had a gastric bypass, so that will hopefully be coming down. And certainly once it comes down. Very happy to uh, talk about um, uh, bypass uh, breast reduction, but that will probably be six to 12 months, I would have thought. Um, Chloe Sturgis in the house. Hi, Chloe. Nice to see you here this evening. Um, how long after? Uh, need any instrument? Not at the moment. Don't need any instruments at the moment. Um, I'm okay for instruments, surgical, Wahaji International but um, i will keep it in mind if i am um, i'm actually at home at the moment so i'm uh my need for instruments is 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 very low um but thanks for thanks for reaching out and thanks for commenting i think it all helps i think it all helps the comments all help um sam van Asten, good to see you hi sam haven't seen you in a while um couple weeks off and then i'm be, then i'll be there i think in a couple of weeks i think for reason to be good to see you as well um chloe nice to, nice to see you again kind of um what we got here well we got how long after having tattoo excision before i can go in a swimming pool so um i mean you really you you want the bottom the, the bottom line is you kind of want to not have a dressing i think that's kind of like the the uh the standard you don't want to have a dressing so to be fair for most surgery that i do um, tattoo excision included uh, there's dressings on for a week and then we take the dressing off now having said that when you take the dressing off sometimes it's a little bit of blood and a little bit of here and there so you might need a bit of gauze i mean obviously it depends on difficult question to ask it depends on where the tattoo is total height how tight it is etc but um so you know two to three weeks you would hope the wound will be dry and once the wound's dry and you've got no you know you don't if you're sort of clothes on you don't want to have sort of stuff on the clothes um if or certainly any dressings so you, you if once the wound's completely dry then you can get in a swimming pool um the other thing is you don't really want to be putting on tension if you're going to be doing big swimming you know proper swimming so it's going to be about four to six weeks before you are doing proper swimming depending on how tight it is most tattoo excisions are tight you know by definition you're excising a piece of skin so most of them are tight so um, you, you're not going to want to be doing proper swimming for, a, I would say, at least a month, maybe six weeks, just because the wound will be tight. But you can certainly get in the pool once the, uh, the wound is dry, if you like. So I would say two to three weeks for that, depending on how it heals. And, you know, sometimes you get little bits that don't heal up very well, and there's a little um, raw bit. So that would mean you wouldn't be able to get into the swimming pool. But two to three weeks, I would say, is kind of normal. What is the recovery time following gynecomastia surgery? Uh, the good thing about gynecomastia surgery is that most gynecomastia surgery only needs small scars. So there's just a little u-shaped incision of the areola and a little stab incision from the um, liposuction. That's the vast majority of liposuction um, of gynecomastia patients just have that scarring, which heals relatively well. So again, just as I said a minute ago, it doesn't demand what I do, dressings a week. So after the week you're pretty you're pretty good usually. Um, so you don't really tend to have a dressing after the week after the first week um but you will feel knocked back you'll feel battered and bruised having said the incisions are small it's liposuction and liposuction can knock you back you can feel like you've been hit by a truck you can look quite uh, bruised and battered so the first week or so you are going to feel a bit uncomfortable but um uh, the second week you'll be feeling better but it will be quite swollen and, and what have you and we ask you to wear a binder day and night for a month um so First couple of weeks, after a couple of weeks, you can do uh, lower body activities if you're doing the gym. Uh, walking is right from the start. You want to be doing walking and keeping yourself active, but nothing too crazy. Um, driving, normally again, a couple of weeks. Binders on for a month. Sometimes people want to wear it for longer, particularly if it swells, and particularly if you're going out and doing something that's going to um, mean upper body um, activities. Uh, and then four to six weeks before you're doing anything too strenuous scars are quite red and obvious for the first few months usually take about three months before they start to fade when they do fade they fade pretty well um, but they can take three months uh, really from to start to fade 6 12 18 months to properly settle numbness tingling funny feelings in the skin again can take several months to settle lumps contour irregularities so I normally say you know wounds healed in um, a few weeks uh, you'll be back in the gym after a month or so. Uh, things starting to settle around three months in terms of the scarring and the and the tinglingness, tingliness. Um, probably six, twelve, eighteen months for everything to properly feel like your own and feel normal. So it is a bit of a long haul. Um, but um, once it's settled, it's usually pretty good in terms of the visible scarring. What is the difference between Vaser liposuction and power assisted liposuction? so yeah these days we do some kind of assisted form of liposuction and liposuction basically means sticking a um a piece of metal in a metal rod in with like holes at the end and suctioning it out uh so a negative pressure on the on the pipe and that sucks the fat out um so the assisted forms of liposuction so power assisted liposuction is probably the most um some you can just have suction assisted liposuction which just means the, the, it's a tube connected to a, a a a rod, and 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 that sucks. A power-assisted liposuction is a handpiece with a, a met, the metal rod, which is the liposuction uh, cannula, automatically goes backwards and forwards. And so you press a button, and it goes backwards and forwards. So you move your hand backwards and forwards, but the rod itself is moving backwards and forwards, and it just assists. It just makes it a bit easier than the sort of more standard suction assisted liposuction, which is just a, a static rod that you have to keep on moving backwards and forwards. So it's a little bit easier than that. Um, the uh, uh, energy assisted lipos types of liposuction, such as VASA, uh, deliver some kind of energy to the fat before you suck it out. And that has the benefit of making smaller cannulas because the fat is kind of uh, liquidated. So VASA is an ultrasound energy to the fat. And it also has the benefit of but the people who do it say that it causes some skin retraction because it causes, c- creates energy to the fat, which might cause some degree of skin retraction. So the good news is that uh, it's a smaller cannula. can often do it under a local anesthetic. I usually do liposuction under a general anesthetic myself, but vaso you can do under a local, and uh, it causes energy to the skin to potentially cause some skin retraction, whereas it's good for areas such as the uh, abdomen, um and the inner thighs and the arms and areas where traditionally personally i wouldn't do liposuction um so what i would say if you're thinking of having Vaser, is talk to someone who does Vaser because i feel like i always feel like i'm kind of uh I can't can't give a balanced answer because um i don't do Vaser. so i don't really want to kind of make out as if the thing that i do is brilliant and everything else is rubbish i've got, I've got to be honest i think anyone who does all these different types of assisted forms of liposuction they all can get to relatively the same place i don't think there's anything that's got some got a dramatic benefit of the others although there's quite a lot of marketing involved in the world of liposuction and i certainly think vaser have done well in that regard but um they're all variations of sucking fat out with a metal cannula and uh, i think broadly speaking you can get kind of similar results but as I say, I, I I don't do VASA, so you, you might find that VASA has benefits if you talk to someone who does it a lot. What is the best form of liposuction that is available to patients? Okay. Um, I mean, whenever people – everyone wants this, don't they? I think I'd want this. If I was having liposuction, I'd want to Google the best form of liposuction. Uh, there is – I mean, if there was one, we'd all do it, wouldn't we? why would we not do the best form of liposuction? If there was one which is the best form of liposuction, and it's a bit like the breast implant question, where there was a breast implant and there isn't one, are all there's pros and cons of all of them. And the important thing is with liposuction and types of liposuction, the important thing is with breast implants and type of breast implants is really the surgeon. And I think you need to make sure your surgeon um, has got an eye is knows what you're talking about is uh, is um you know is on the same page as you and um and and really it's a bit like kind of like a knife you know a knife what what's the best knife to do surgery with you know like it's obviously it's got to be sharp but given that there's different types of liposuction I don't think any is wildly going to give you a better result than the other however the surgeons might give you different results so you can spend your life researching the best type of liposuction and you know however if it's assisted in some way but then you find a surgeon who's maybe not quite as um uh, familiar or experienced with 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 things um is not going to give you a result just because of the rod that you put in his hand you know, it's it's all about the surgeon really. And I don't I think the the benefits or the the, the pluses and minuses of the different types of liposuction is very marginal and there's no clear winner. If there's a clear winner, trust me, I'd be I'd use it. Why would I use the not clear winner of a liposuction world? There is good and bad about all of them. And it's just a question of where you are and where your surgeon is as well. So I would go with the surgeon and go with the liposuction that uh, he or she uses rather than choosing the type of liposuction first, and then kind of looking for a surgeon to do it, I would say, "Look, look for a surgeon uh, and then just go with what they can do and see if they can help you and achieve the results you want. And if they can't, then fine, go and uh, and continue your search. But there is no best form of liposuction uh, otherwise we would all be doing it and there is no best anything there's no best best implant there's no best stitch there's no best you know there's a few technique for tummy tuck things like that you know there's a few techniques here and there techniques of this and that techniques of breast lifts there's a few around and i think they've all got merit if there's a lot of people doing it um they've all got merit are you going to use a circum scar around the areola, scar around the areola straight down, scar around the areola straight down and in the fold. You know, what's the best sort of uh, scarring to give someone who's, who's having a breast lift? There's no best. They've all got pros and cons. Go with a surgeon who is comfortable doing the technique that they do and who you feel can give you the result that you want. That's the, uh, that's the advice. And you know what I always say? You know what I always say? That's the wrong one. Never accept a lift from strangers, yeah? Never accept, get the surgeon, choose the surgeon, that's the important thing. Not the, not the, not the liposucker. I am booked in for a tummy tuck, but I want a tattoo on my back before surgery, as you do will having a tummy tuck affect the tattoo? No. I'm assuming, fair assumption, you're not having a circumferential tummy tuck. That's a pretty rare a rare occurrence. So that's a, an assumption which I hope is fair. If you are having a circumferential tummy tuck that takes skin out of your back as well as your front, well then yes, it will have an effect on the tattoo. But let's assume you're not and you're just having the front addressed. it will have no effect on the tattoo on your back. So go ahead and have your tattoo absolutely fine. You wouldn't really want a kind of bleeding scabbed tattoo when you come for surgery though having said that. So make sure everything's kind of healed and it's not any there's not any raw bits on your back when you're having your tummy tuck, but in terms of the sort of mechanics of having a tattoo on your back no problem at all. Go for it. Um, and that will not have an effect on your on your tummy tuck at all. Assuming it's not a circumferential tummy tuck which I think is a fair assumption because I'm sure you would have said if it was a circumference or something like I'm out. Right, so got a lot on obviously. Busy man. So I'm going to go and do the busy jobs of the evening. I suggest you do likewise. If Two weeks holiday coming up, I believe. I've got reason to leave them off for two weeks. So there's probably going to be a belter in three weeks. In fact I've got a feeling I might be an asset in three weeks. So I might be in it might be one of those hotel room jobs uh, from my penthouse suite at uh, one of the premierings of, uh, of Liverpool. It might be I don't know. I might, I might be getting ahead of myself then, but but anyway, probably I think I've, I think I've got two weeks off the next week and the week after I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong, I'll see you next week. But If I'm right, I'll see you in three weeks. Anyway, um, it's been emotional and I um, will regroup in God, three Is that going to be another month away? Probably not, is it? It's probably going to be the end of July, but then we're nearly into August. God help us. Anyway, uh, Godspeed. Peace be with you. And uh, I'm going to stop the stream. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at stianoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag Ask JJ. We'd love to hear from you.